In this episode, we're going to talk about random tips and tricks for learning American English. Let's get started. I'm going to go over a few tips with you on learning to improve your English speaking skills. Number one, I want you to use words that you're comfortable with, but as soon as you're really comfortable with them, try to find replacement words so that you can expand on your vocabulary and don't hesitate to ask a, a native English speaker if you're talking to them and something you say makes them respond in an unusual way, whether it's a facial expression or some type of body language, ask them, did I say that incorrectly? And they will be happy to help you generally if you ask where they wouldn't want to offend you by just correcting you. So always watch for body language when you're talking with someone and um, ask, always ask. Okay, number two, learn to try to think in English. So this will get you to a point where you no longer are translating in your brain but that you are actually thinking in English. I know when we lived in Germany, we were there for about six months when my seven-year-old daughter started speaking German in her sleep. And I was so excited that she was assimilated so much that this was in her brain that she was speaking German in her sleep. So... Make sure that you try to train your brain to think in the target language, not just your native language, and then translating it. Number three, be consistent. Make English relevant in your life. Do something that you enjoy and do it in English every day, whether it's reading a book or an article or writing a poem or listening to a TV show, a podcast, or um, something on, you know, the internet. Something that will help grow your strength in the language. Now, choose conversations and listen for the stress words that the other people are using or that you hear in media. Also, watch for the body language and the hand gestures that are generally common for certain words. Okay, next, create some relationships with some English speakers that will give you the opportunity to practice with. Now, this is really important. In um, an age of where everyone is texting now or communicating in social media, we're losing more of the vocal communication. I encourage you, please find someone that you can just ask them, would you mind talking with me for 10 or 15 minutes? Or would you mind having some coffee with me so I could practice my English with you? 
may I call you on the phone just for some English practice? You'll find somebody will be willing to help you practice. And this will also help you create friendships, which is really nice to have, okay? Focus on things in the language that are interesting to you. So if you love football, then try to talk to somebody about um, football or an America. Um, we would call it football, you would call it soccer. Or vice versa. See how confusing it is for me? It must be for you as well. So, you can um, have fun with that in the conversation. I would steer away from politics and religion and casual conversations. It's just can be a heated subject. And when you're already in a situation where you might have some communication issues, you just don't want to be on hot topics. So, use your ears. Listen. Listen to what's going on around you. If you're in a big public place or, you know, just in a, a normal-sized public place, you can pretend like you're reading and just listen to what's going on around you. Uh, I did this in Germany, and it was a phenomenal. Like, I listened and watched TV and movies in German, but being out at the train station or at the coffee shop or wherever, just hearing people talk was amazing. I think that really helped me learn the language the most. So, just keep practicing, keep practicing. There are other opportunities on podcasts and YouTube to learn English and practice it. But nothing is as good as practicing with a person face-to-face -face if possible. Thank you. Now, learning English, particularly American English, um, is difficult. But you can do it. You've already learned quite a bit. So we're just honing in on your skills. But I want you to not be so tough on yourself. Just keep practicing, practicing practicing. I want you to keep in mind that there's a lot of things in American English that just doesn't make sense. And so if you are an extreme analytical thinker, there are some things you're just going to have to let go of and just accept it even though it doesn't make sense. So for me, uh, an example would be when we lived in Germany, we had a great relationship with several families in our village. And as a part of the culture and assimilating, we went over and had dinner with their family every Sunday. And we would talk openly about languages because they spoke uh, German, French, and Ukrainian. And so it was exciting to me to hear all of the different languages, uh, particularly when their friends from Turkey would come over and um, just lots and lots of languages. So I had one gentleman ask me why our typical greeting of you're welcome, what that means, why do we say that? 
So if someone says, thank you, the response is, you're welcome. And so Andy couldn't understand why we would say you're welcome because the direct translation would be like, um, you're welcome to come into my home. You're welcome to be around my family. But as a response to thank you, it just didn't make sense. And so, um, and I really can't explain it, it, but that's what we say. So don't overthink it. Just trying to find a way to make it make sense in your brain or just accept it. <laughs> because there's a lot of things, like in these lists of idioms, a lot of these idioms don't make sense at all, but they are the common phrases that we use in America. Like the whole dollars to donuts, that doesn't translate even in English that it makes sense, but people say it all the time. So, again, if you'll just go through the different episodes on my podcast, listen to the different uh, phrases, it will help you grow your English. But I'm just going to have to tell you, don't overthink it. Learning English, whether it's American English, British English, Australian English, Canadian English, English from South Africa, English from wherever in, in the world that you are learning English from, just be aware that there are quite a few cultural differences between the countries and the languages and even in the regions of the countries. So if you're getting ready to move to a certain area or go visit a certain area, make sure you Google uh, common phrases for the culture that you're going to. So if you were coming to the Southern United States, you might Google 25 idioms for Southern America, or Southern United States, okay? And the same for common phrases for Australia, common phrases used in Britain, because um, there's a lot of words that just don't translate right. So, and some of them are in one language, make perfectly good sense, but in the other English language culture are offensive. And now I can think of a few of them, but they really are so offensive in one language, even though they make complete sense in another language that I just don't even want to say them. So just be aware. Global English is really such a big part of culture now that... Um, it's really important to learn the language at least a little bit. Now, we have people with telecommunications working all over the world now. So, we have call centers all over India, all over, all over everywhere. So, it's important for people from all cultures to learn this global English as a way of cultural communication. Now, I think it's very important for each culture, each country to celebrate their own identity, their own culture, their own language. But it seems as though 
there's so many people that speak English that that has kind of been adapted as a global language. Now, I remember years ago when I was going to Germany or preparing to go to Germany, I was watching some travel videos uh, by uh, Rick Steves. And he said something like this. Now, this is probably not a direct quote, but it was like, if you're on a Swiss mountain and a Prague person runs into a Chinese person, what do they say to each other? Well, they say, hello, how are you, in English. So, the way they communicate with each other is in English. And I thought that was amazing because at that time, 15, 20 years ago, I had no idea. So, it's exciting to know that you're learning something that is either going to help you in your travels and your vacation time or with your business or your school. I know that about six years ago, we had a German exchange student come to stay with us in, in the United States, and she spoke English very well, uh, but she was unaware that there was a distinct difference between British English, American English, Australian English, um, just the different cultural aspects and the different accents. So... I would encourage you that if you're coming to America to try to focus in on learning the American accent and dialogues or if you're going to Britain or Australia or wherever uh, and listen to movies in that dialect if you can. So my youngest two daughters, they grew up a lot in Germany. And so, when they did watch things on TV in English, it was British English. And so, they picked up a little bit of the British accent, which was really nice. But usually, we just watched anything in German because that was a part of the culture and we wanted to learn the language. So, submersion was the best way. So, I'm so excited for you that you're on this journey I hope that I am helping you. Please, you can leave um, messages for me if there is any particular subject that you would like for me to cover or subject of words, pronunciations, anything that you would like that you're not getting somewhere else. I would really like to help you with it. I'd like to encourage you to find places or people in your community that you can practice with. So like where we lived in Germany, there was a German-American cultural center and German-American clubs where people would get together, match up, and practice learning each other's language. It was kind of like a buddy system. A lot of times, no matter where you're at, if you're anywhere near a college city, there are college students that will be willing to tutor you very inexpensively. Um, so that's another option. I know that when we were in Germany, whenever we went to a city uh, or a bigger village to do any kind of tourism things, if there were college students around, they would hang out on the weekends at the 
tourist center and volunteer to do tours for you in English for tip money. So you would agree on a cash exchange there and they would show you around and tell you about everything in English, which was good for you and then it was good for them because they got to practice their English. So when you're in the United States, always check and see, ask people if they speak your language. I mean, we're really um, making progress in learning other languages in America. Not as much as all of the other countries in the world, but we are making progress. So please ask around or in your area, in your country, try to find people who are also learning the language or have the opportunity to help you. So most in America, most public libraries will do English language classes. So that's really neat. So if you're already in America and you're needing to learn English, check with your public libraries. Another great resource for you and for your children who may be needing to learn um, English or other languages, there is a, a DVD program that you can also find most of it on YouTube also. It's called Rock and Learn. It's R-O-C-K hyphen N hyphen learn L-E-A-R-N, and they have um, some really great animated programs for learning different languages. Most of them um, are between $10 and $20 if you want to buy the DVD online at their website. So they have the ones for learning English. They have for learning Spanish, learning German, learning Chinese, um, French, all kinds of wonderful languages that I have used and thought were very beneficial. So it's rock, in, learn, and then other languages. It's a great way, great way to learn some languages, especially if you're trying to teach your children. Thank you for joining me today. Invite your friends to join us on this journey. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you.